And it's very possible that they actually create a position of greater jeopardy for their child because they're assuming now a school is doing that training and they're not. And they aren't either as a parent. Welcome to Truth, Love, Parents, where we use God's Word to become intentional, premeditated parents. Here's your host, A.M. Brewster. Thank you for joining us today. I would argue that a discussion about education is one of the most important discussions we can have because God has called you, the parent, to have direct oversight over all the education, training, and influence in your children's lives. This is why it's so dangerous to send your kids to the public school. Yes, uh, like we talked about last time, well-grounded, Christ-honoring, God-loving kids who can be a strong light and vibrant salt could do very well in the public school and point many to Christ at the same time. But does that describe your child? If your kids are more easily swayed by their agnostic school teachers than they are by their born-again Sunday school teachers, who do you think will win? The Sunday school teacher only gets them an hour a week. If your children's peers have more influence in their lives than you do, why would you send them somewhere for eight hours a day where their peers will tear down God and the Bible? But I'm getting ahead of myself and stealing the thunder from my special guest today. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend, Pastor Alan Benson. Alan is the head pastor at Bethel Baptist Church in Schaumburg, Illinois, but as head pastor, he also plays a massive role in the administration of Schaumburg Christian School, which should sound familiar to you because I used to teach there. In fact, uh, Alan has pastored five churches, and he has overseen the Christian schools associated with, uh, with three of them. So um, that's a, it comes with a lot of experience, understanding of the Christian school, and specifically how it relates uh, to what God has called us to do within the context of the church. But it's also true that Alan and I uh, go back much further than uh, just my time at Schaumburg. Uh, during the last couple years of high school, Alan was actually my youth pastor uh, when, back when I lived in Michigan. Now, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy we don't have any live callers today. Uh, this man knows a little bit too much about me. But uh, seriously, though, I do praise the Lord uh, for the multiple times that he's allowed Alan and my paths to cross and the significant role that he's played as mine and my family's pastor uh, in the past few years. So thank you, uh, Pastor Benson, for joining me today. It is my joy, Aaron. Uh, as always, the times that our paths cross are uh, an encouragement to me, and uh, they also stimulate me. Uh, our conversations tend to lead to uh, thinking and digging, and uh, today I'm sure will be no different. So it's my joy Amen. to come and join the program. Fantastic. Okay, so let's just let's just go ahead and just jump right into this. Um, the question on the table that we've been putting out is, you know, should my listeners consider sending their children to a Christian school this fall? I've actually uh, had an email uh, from a parent who was asking this exact question of me. What do you think? Should I consider sending my child to a Christian school this fall? Uh, on the last episode, uh, you weren't there for that, we discussed uh, many of the cons and the occasional pro about the public school option, which is the only other option that we've talked about so far in this series. But I think the Christian school uh, can not only be beneficial where the public school fails and falls short, but I think it has so much more to offer. So uh, from your perspective, where do we start? Well, like in any discussion, I think it's important that we define our terms. And so we start a little bit by by doing that. Uh, the question, should my listeners consider sending their children to a Christian school this fall? Um, a super valuable question. So let's define first, should. 
And what I, I want to make clear first is we're not dealing with a moral mandate. And, and I think you're establishing that in the series of, of discussions that you're having about educational options, because I think it's important to remember uh, that there are uh, educational options and we're not weighing those options based upon uh, someone violating God's law with the choice that they would or should make. And, and so should is, is an important word. Um, I would say in, in direct answer to that, absolutely they should, uh, because there is great value in the process of evaluation. And we're dealing with a subject matter that I, I really think becomes a matter of the conscience. Mm. And we're to live with a conscience that's void of offense. And so I think in order for a parent to uh, move forward with confidence— uh, to not let it be a matter of doubting, they should rightly evaluate this and then make a confident biblical choice for their family that is absolutely right. And so I think the process is very valuable. I love the discussion because I think it helps parents to do that. Mm -hmm. But then the next thing that I think we need to define, and, and I want to make sure I do that in this discussion, is what is a Christian school? And, and I think it's important, it's important for your listeners to understand then what I'm going to say, because not everybody is going to hold my perspective on what is a Christian school. Uh, first of all, I want to be, I want to be clear. Um, you mentioned in, in introducing me that I've been involved uh, with several Christian schools, but all of them have been in the church setting. And so for me, uh, I want to define what I'm talking about as a church Christian school. Hmm. So Rather than just an independent Christian school, and, and I'm not here to downplay them, and maybe you can have another guest who could address that, I've never been associated with one. Um, and part of the reason for that is I am a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, God has called me to shepherd churches, and therefore the ministries that I'm engaging with are happening in the context of a local church, and that is what I understand to be, uh, for me, uh, the right ministry setting for a Christian school. So it happens in the context of a church. I say that to say this, it's important that we understand a right philosophy of ministry. That philosophy of ministry is given to a church. Mm -hmm. The church implements that in many different ministry expressions from a youth group setting uh, to a children's church setting. And another ministry setting would be a Christian day school. And thus the accomplishment is of the church's mission rather than just here's a school and it, it exists independently of any ministry context. Uh, it, it is to accomplish the overall philosophy of local church. And so because of, of that, um, education in that setting is important. Uh, Christian education in that setting is important. We're educating the mind, the heart, uh, the soul of a child uh, in the truth of the scripture. That's what we're endeavoring to do in age-directed ministries. So our youth group, that's what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Our children's ministry, that's what we should be doing. And thus, in Christian day school education, that's what we should be doing. So what is that? I think the scriptures are, are, are clear uh, with regard to the process of educating a child uh, biblically, spiritually, uh, practically, and we find that most in, in the wisdom literature of the scriptures, mm -hmm. uh, Proverbs specifically. 
I think there are three steps to rightly educating a child. And I think they start, first of all, with understanding. And so there needs to be a knowledge base. We're, we're teaching them a knowledge base so that they have a worldview, an understanding of, of where they live, why they live there. Uh, that would take us to things all the way from creation and a knowledge of God. It, it's just a basic understanding. But that's not where education stops, not biblically. It, it, it moves from that knowledge base to an understanding. It's the why behind those facts, if you will. Um, so a process of beginning to explore um, the, the connections between those facts. If this is true and that is true, how did they come to be true? Mm -hmm. uh, what is the, the truth base upon which they're established? But then it goes one step further. And that is what we see as laid out for us as wisdom. Uh, Solomon um, implored us uh, to get knowledge and with all your get, get understanding and with the getting of the understanding, get wisdom and wisdom is skill for living. Mm -hmm. It is a correlation of those truths that enables me to filter the questions of life and, and live skillfully. That, that's wisdom. And I think it's fair to say, too, that that is true of all education, when it, whether that education is in math class or in um, fine arts or in the truths of Scripture. I mean, that, that's how God created us to learn. Exactly. And that, that's exactly what I'm saying, that what we do in an educational system as a day school must be done in the context of that form of learning. Why am I teaching math? Uh, I could teach math and it just be knowledge. Mm -hmm. How do I take teaching math and, and move it to a level of understanding and then help that child to realize that you can use math to have skill for living? How do I do that with economics? How do I do that with chemistry? And so to just, we would consider it educate to give facts is only a very small part of the job. Mm -hmm. And so a Christian day school is driven by a biblical mandate. If it's going to educate, it has to educate all the way to wisdom. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm a proponent of Christian education within the, the, the church setting. So when I define Christian day school, I want you to understand that that's what I'm talking about. Sounds fair. That being said, understanding what that vehicle is, I think parents should consider that uh, because of uh, the opportunity that uh, the kind of Christian school that I'm defining has to further their purpose as a parent. Hmm. And I, I want to make sure that is clear. It is not a byline. It's not a sideline. And it's not even there's somebody else who can do my job for me. <laughs> All of those become um, pitfalls to really what we're trying to accomplish. Um, God has called uh, two people to be stewards of their children. Mm. Children are inherited from the Lord. And that means that on the other side of that is we are stewards. And so who is responsible to train up their children in the way they should go? It is parents. And so parents choosing a vehicle uh, to aid them in doing that um, is, is very important. But it's important that they understand going in that Christian education uh, in the setting that I'm describing is a tool for them to use. It is not a program to, to set aside their parenting responsibility. Amen. What is it that we are called to do, in a sense, as parents with regard to training up our children the way that they should go? And really, there's two things I want to address. Uh, we understand early on that as children are born into our home, uh, they are born as unbelievers. <laughs> they are unsaved. 
And so I have a responsibility as a parent, as a steward of this, this child created in God's image to introduce them to the faith. And therefore, part of that educational process ought to be, first of all, to define faith. Uh, what, what is it? What, what, what is not, not just belief, but the faith, as Jude describes it, that body of truth once for all delivered to the saints. Uh, what, what is that? And so the process of starting with who is God, uh, what, what is creation, um, what is God's word, um, the process of defining the faith and walking them through at an understanding level what that is. I think that's essential for any Christian school. I think we can call ourselves Christian because we're not public, and I, I think we've stopped short of the definition. Uh, that is not biblically in keeping with what we would define as Christian. It, it must have a component where it is defining the faith in order to be Christian. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's, it is a tremendous asset that uh, parents can utilize a place where there are people who have been specifically trained not just to educate with regard to the normal subjects that we consider education, but to take them in a context where they can use those to help define the faith. And we had that discussion last time because that one of the things that we pointed out um, that in, in math class, for example, um, everybody communicates from a specific worldview. They all communicate from their belief system. And even just the simple idea of teaching math without God um, communicates a way of living and a way of thinking that permeates the agnostics and the atheist life. And unfortunately, many people who um, profess to be Christians because they, uh, they, they're practical atheists in the fact that, well, you know, when I'm making dinner, God doesn't really play into that. And when I don't really need to think about God when I'm in math class or when I'm out there playing soccer, I just need to, you know, do my best or whatever else. And so that ends up being so vital. Um, and what makes the Christian school so so valuable is that math, these other knowledge bases, these disciplines can be taught within the context of the reality that God has created in this world. Yes. So why should a parent consider? I would say this. If there's a parent who sits, realizing how vital it is for their child to understand the faith, what they believe, and they don't feel equipped to do that, um, that the Christian school becomes an equipping option for them. Here's somebody I can partner with. Now, my is this. If that's where you find yourself and you're going to use this asset to help you, make sure that you learn along with your child. Oh, amen. So don't just say your teacher's teaching you the faith. If I, if I don't feel equipped to teach it to you, I need to take that as a challenge to me. Mm-hmm. While my child is learning it, I need to learn it. So engage with your child. When they learn what is the Bible, I learn what is the Bible. Why, why is it I believe the Bible is inspired? Why is it that I, I believe that, that it is uh, profitable uh, to help us to, to grow? Um, and so I would implore the parent, if, if you are there and you say, you know what? I think there are assets that I could utilize that would help me parent my child so that they understand the faith because there are other people who are trained and I'm going to use the context of a day school to do that. I think that's a great choice. I think that's a right choice. And I think they should do it with a, a shepherding heart, a stewardship heart that says that I'm going to engage with my child so that we're learning together because I need to have the conversations with them 
What are they learning? Why are they learning it? And so I think that is a great, a great reason for parents to consider this type of Christian school in the fall, mm. that they would say it is vitally important biblically that my child have a proper definition of what we believe. And, and so across the spectrum of what we would call systematic theology, uh, who is God? Who is man? What is the church? Uh, how do I understand future things? I think those are the, the vital components of our, of our faith that need to be defined for our children so that they fully understand them. And I believe that the right kind of Christian school can be an asset to a parent in that training process. So definition, defining the faith is one thing that I think is is an asset that would cause parents to consider, should I do this? But I think there's a second component, and that one I am finding is becoming more and more and more important in our cultural setting and becomes even more important as the children move from, in a sense, the rudimentary component of education, which we would find in maybe at a, a uh, K-5, first grade, second grade, mm-hmm. to where they, they move to the place where they're able now to understand and move to the correlation of wisdom. Um, as they age, I think the second component becomes even more important because it's moving from just teaching Bible knowledge, which so often we do. Mm-hmm. Sunday school has become about Bible characters. And frankly, we train a bunch of children to want to be like Moses or like Abraham. And we miss the point. Mm-hmm. We miss the fact that they ought to want to be like Abraham's God Amen. or they ought to want to be like Moses' God. And so in a sense, we need to move beyond the story uh, to the understanding of, of the truth in the story. And, and if you will, I think Christian education needs to progress that way, too. If we get kids to high school and all we're doing is still teaching the Bible stories, we've fallen short of the goal. Amen. And that is that we need to move from defining the faith to a second prong is defending the faith. Yeah. I really believe in our cultural setting, there's a mandate in, in the church that we teach people to defend the faith, an apologetic component. That needs to be present in our pulpit ministry beyond just filling people's heads with knowledge of the next passage, we need to help them be equipped to give every man an answer for the hope that lies within them. Mm. And that needs to be a part of our Christian school environment as well. Um, A very large Christian denomination uh, is facing a crisis. They have done a study, and they are convinced, based on their study, that in this next generation— 98% 98% of their young people are, are going to leave their denomination. Mm. And more than that, they are going to leave church. Mm. They're looking back to say, how can, how can this be true, number one? And number two, what can we do uh, to, to stop that? They wrestled through this issue that in the development of what they saw as Sunday school— Uh, They lost what they defined once upon a time as training union. They set that aside and they instead moved the direction of Sunday school. Mm. They became convinced that what happened was they moved their young people to understanding stories away from understanding truth. Mm. As a result, they are convinced that they need to move back to a catechetical type of learning, Mm -hmm. meaning what do I believe? And why do I believe it? So truth statements and those truth statements supported by scriptures so that their young people understand the why behind what they believe. I think that's very interesting. 
I think it's where a lot of Christian education has fallen down. We've created an environment that we then describe to ourselves as Christian without it having the process of it actually being Christian. And I think this apologetic dynamic is is what is missing. And so I want to, to espouse Christian education that moves beyond just the thought of um, information. Mm and actually moves then to inspiration. Hmm. What should you be doing with the truth that you are, you are learning? How should you be living that truth? How do you engage a culture with truth? Uh, how do you answer a culture's questions about right and wrong, about truth and error? Um, is everything fair game? Does it really matter the choices that you make? And I think those are the apologetic questions that that we need to be building into our children. And so if a parent says, you know what, I'm looking for assets that would be able to help me, help my children defend their faith, I think the right kind of a Christian school is something they should consider. Mm. Because I think the school should be doing things like teaching apologetics, teaching ethics, teaching biblical worldview. And those become components that I think are vital to us truly being a Christian school that accomplishes the mission that God has for the church. So if I can, uh, if I can kind of jump in here real quick, um, what I'm hearing is that, you know, if I'm questioning whether or not I should continue keeping my kid in the public school system, um, and I'm and I'm concerning other options, any old school that calls themselves a Christian school isn't necessarily the best option to just go there, sign up my kid, and throw them in. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And really, if I'm going I, I to think, be doing... I think that's a form of escapism. Yeah. And if I'm going to be doing my job as a parent, I have to be premeditated. I've got to be intentional. And if I'm going to ask a school and a group of teachers and whatnot to assist me in this idea of raising and rearing my children, then I need to know how they're going to do that. I need to know what they're going to be taught. I need to understand... Um, the truth claims that these people are going to be exhibiting in their lives. Is that fair? That is absolutely fair. I think one of the right questions that any parent in considering this process should ask in an interview is, uh, what is your philosophy of education? Hmm. And then they need to be listening for these components, that education is going to be about defining the faith and defending the faith as my child learns about life. And I think it has to be more than just well, uh, we have a Bible class, and you know we have a um, we have a Bible memory team and things like that. I think what you're saying needs to be true across the disciplines and every subject. Every teacher needs to be tying those realities into their subject matter. Absolutely, uh, I agree with that. The places where the subject matter in normal education uh, find overlap in the scriptures. Uh, that's not just doesn't just need to be seen as coincidental. Mm-hmm. It needs to be causal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm teaching math, and math obviously teaches us of the miraculous, uh, intentional structure of our world. It's not random. Therefore, I need to use that as a principle to say, as we study math, we're studying the known world. And, and we need to see that God intentionally created the world, and, and it, it wasn't haphazard, it wasn't random, it's intentional, and therefore, the mathematical formulas that we find in our world 
are a, an intentional display of the intentionality of God. And so I make math uh, about seeing God in the structure of the universe. Uh, when, when, I, when I study physics, uh, physics is beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Now, you study yes. things like, like wavelengths, uh, that you can go out and shake a rope, and that rope will not just randomly vibrate. Mm-hmm. It actually will, will vibrate at a harmonic every time. Why is that? Because the universe isn't random. It is declaring that there's a God that made it and made it with intention. And so I think, like I said, causal. It's not just, hey, by the way, let me, let me show you how. No, this is causal. Uh, the, the universe, as we study it in, in academic pursuits, is declaring that there's a God. We need to know him. Amen. You're actually bringing back so many memories um, from, you know, when I taught there at Schomburg for seven years, because I taught, I taught Bible, but I also taught English and speech. I taught economics. And uh, I found myself so often within the context of those classes saying to the students, listen, uh, this is, this is important because, you know, obviously these things help us to function in a Christ honoring way in this life to be wise stewards of what God has given us. But beyond that, um, we need to understand that if if I am an amazing grammarian, or if I am a, an amazing mathematician or economist, and then I and I die and I go to hell, who cares? What's the point to understand the bigger picture? Uh, to see how God created these concepts to be used and stewarded as we fulfill His His will on this planet. I just all those all those speeches are coming back to me, and I'm I'm hearing it in the head, and uh, it's praise God because that those are the types of um, Christian schools that we need um, if we're going to be uh, considering sending our children to the, the school this fall. And, you know, I, I will have to admit that some of you listening right now, um, after doing some some research and doing your due diligence, um, are going to find that there may be a number of Christian schools or uh, schools that claim to be Christian in your area uh, that don't think this way. And I would... I. I you know, I have to admit, uh, if you're in that situation where uh, you're looking at the public school option and all of the uh, the issues associated with that, and you're then you're looking at the Christian school option, but you're seeing that the Christian school is kind of just a, a private version of the public school where the things of God don't really uh, play into uh, the realities that they're going to be teaching, um, then you really need to be careful. Uh, what you do next. And uh, we know this for certain, that God has given us in his word everything we need for life and godliness. And I would encourage you to get counsel, uh, get prayer. I pray a lot, have people praying for you as you search this out. All of that to say uh, that we need to be making intentional decisions, um, premeditated decisions that are going to do what we believe is going to glorify God the most in our families. And we here at Truth Love Parents, are, uh, we would love to help as much as we can. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we had somebody email us recently and say, Aaron, you know, this is the situation in my family. This is what I'm looking at. What do you suggest? And obviously we can only give so much information, um, but we want to help. But the best people, and I think Pastor Benson would uh, would amen this heartily, uh, the best person I think you really need to be going and talking to is your pastor. 
sitting down with him saying, Pastor, listen, this is the situation. This is where our kids are in school right now. Um, this is uh, this is what we believe God has called us to. We're, we're starting to see that we've, we've been giving away our parenting responsibilities um, blindly, and we need to take it more seriously. But this is the situation we find ourselves in with the schools in our area. What, what do you suggest? What do you counsel us to do? Uh, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, and we really encourage you that this subject is a huge subject, and you need to be uh, thinking about it, and you need to be thinking about it biblically. Amen. Aaron, I, I would end with this, this one caution. In the process of consideration, uh, there is a sense in which, because of the nature of the environment they're in, a Christian parent who has their child in a, in a public school setting is due to caution going to be engaged because they're being careful. What are you learning? What are you hearing? I need to correct that. Mm-hmm. There is the possibility that they choose a Christian school and make the assumption that, uh, okay, that's all fixed now. I, I don't need to be as careful. And with that assumption, assume that some of the things that we're talking about in defining the faith and defending the faith are happening in that Christian school. And in fairness to that school, that school may never have said that that's what they were going to do. Mm. They're just going to give your child the same education, but they're going to do it in a different environment than the public school. And it's very possible that they actually create a position of greater jeopardy for their child because they're assuming now a school is in that training and they're not. Mm. And they aren't doing it either as a parent. Yep. And so that's where I would say usual caution. Make sure you know what they actually are getting so you understand your role because your responsibility doesn't go away. Amen. Amen. Well, Alan, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, I really appreciate the time that you've taken. My pleasure. And I pray that um, your experience and your insight uh, will be helpful as, uh, as any of these families out there who are struggling uh, to come up with the best choice for their family, really the Christ-honoring choice for their family. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. You are welcome. God bless you, and God bless Truth Love Parent. Thank you. I'd also like to thank Kara for being a patron of Truth Love Parent. Her gifts make TLP possible, and if you'd like to learn more about the many ways you can support TLP, just click the Support TLP link in the description of this or any episode. Next time, we're going to meet with Scott and Becky Annual as we discuss whether or not you should consider homeschooling your children this fall. Whatever you do, and whomever you entrust to educate your children, you must be prepared to take full responsibility. They're your children. Their third grade teacher should be your ambassador at school, but they shouldn't be doing your job. See you next time. Truth, love, parent is part of the Evermind Ministries family and is dedicated to helping you become an intentional, premeditated parent. Join us next time as we search God's Word for the truth your family needs today.